This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks. I'm Sarah Leibovitz, and this is The Neighbors Series, a collaboration between Soundside and KUOW Shorts. Today, we're heading over to Bainbridge Island and the Western Sound. That's where Eve Pallet lives, and is building the community she needs in her neighborhood. I think that because I'm older, I was more open to interacting with a wider range of people. Partly because... I don't have time to wait for everybody else to catch up. My name is Eve Pillay. We are on Bainbridge Island at the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art Bistro. We moved in 2001, I think. My wife, myself, and our two young daughters at that time. Um, I was the home parent, I was the home dad, and I think that we as a family kept to ourselves. You know, the week I moved in, you know, met my neighbor and you know, Steve, and, and he's a lawyer and some police officer from the island, and he'd come over to stop, you know, drop some papers off, and he introduced me to the police officer, and the officer said, you know, welcome to Bainbridge. You know, I'm really glad to have you here. And, you know, gosh, you should have seen this place, what it was like before everybody came in and ruined it. And wasn't aware that he was saying that I was one of those people. <laughs> Bainbridge is always trying to keep itself the same. And at the same time, it doesn't really understand what that was because it's always been a huge turnover here. But I've seen this place go through a lot of changes. The kids grew up. Marriage ended and I came out as trans and as I came out uh, really wanted to make sure that other people who needed to come out had an easier time and knew that there were people here and so it became my mission when I came out to connect trans groups on this side of the water and they didn't know about each other You you know there was a Kitsap trans group that met in Bremerton that did not know about the one that met up in Port Townsend. Not that my experience was any, you know, more radically difficult than anybody else's, but I wanted them to know that, hey, there are resources available. Hey, you know, this, this is not as strange as, you know, you may think it is. I have been a part of the Kitsap transgender community group for a number of years, I am certainly and very actively part of the Port Townsend group, which is the Jefferson County Transgender Support Group, which is the best support group I've ever seen. Um, I'm part of the Bainbridge Pride Board, part of the Dispute Resolution Center. I'm on the board of the Washington Mediation Association. My friend Ann, you know, who does a lot of work at the uh, at the senior center and, and just can't help herself, she you know, turned to me one day and said, 
I think we should have a um, LGBTQ group at the senior center to, so that people know that they're welcome there. And I said to her, go ahead, Anne. That sounds like a good idea. And she said, okay. And then later I find out that means I'm a co-founder. <laughs> and I'm sitting and saying, I just said, sure, go ahead. I wanted people to know that we were over here, that we can talk to each other over here, we can help each other find resources over here, that um, when we start looking for resources over here, you know, we actually end up creating those resources over here, and we get away from the idea that whatever you do, you have to go over for Seattle. I always had a lot of faith in the West Side, because I've always known a lot of good people over here. What I like about, and this may be because of how old I am, which is I am a trans woman of a certain age, and I can make connections easier over here because this is an island. You're gonna run into the same kind of people a lot. I attended the 80th anniversary of the Japanese exclusion at the memorial here. And I was amazed at how many people I knew who were speaking. And, but I knew them not because of the Japanese exclusion thing, but you know, knew one of them because they wanted to you know, talk to me about Rotary, another one because she's a minister who's been very helpful in my work here. I ended up sitting next to this woman um, who I didn't really know but who said, wanted me to, you know, wanted to say, oh, she always wanted to thank me for what I was doing. And I looked at her and said, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> and she said, well, you're, you're, you're making it possible for people to ask questions. You know, that, you, that it's really important that people can feel free to ask questions and not feel like they're gonna ask a stupid question or a dumb question or the wrong question or be lectured because you know, I think that's incredibly important and, and I was so grateful for what she had said. Yeah, there are very conservative parts of the West Sound area, actually in the North Sound as well. You know, you know, you know, you're not going to assume that you know, being out in Port Angeles is the same as being out in Bainbridge, and which is certainly not the same as being out in Seattle. At the same point, I know you know, a trans person in Forks I know the trans people and the, uh, are trying to uh, are a driving force behind um, more visibility in Port Angeles. That uh, yeah, there's military families. I, like I said, I work with the DRC. You know, the, the, I, I deal with a lot of military people. Um, a, little, a lot of shipyard people. I'm their mediator. You know, that's all they care about. Whatever their view of trans people is, doesn't matter. They're here for their own reasons. So, they're, yeah, they're, there's... People can have issues with trans people in the abstract. Having issues with trans people who you're talking with is a different matter entirely. And people actually want to be good people, and sometimes they'll just go out of the way to be so nice to you that you just want to say, get away. <laughs> I'm not that nice a person. <laughs> I really believe in the stuff that I'm doing in you know, finding community. 
if I had to say why I became a mediator, what you know, kept me as a mediator, was that I'm just amazed that people will sit down with you and trust you. And I think that being trusted is really important in life because it shows that you are a member of a community and there's no way a community shows that you remember more than showing you trust. And I wanted to bring that trust to other things. So I, you know, I just started finding myself in new situations and saying, sure, yes, let's try this. I spent a huge amount of my life, decades and decades, not acknowledging myself. And when I say not acknowledging myself, I mean like, Seriously, not, you know, I would find you know, other problems that I had to deal with before, I, you know, the gender thing, which obviously was impossible, and I would get over it any moment. And that when you, you know, find out that you can't keep doing that, if you want to know anybody, you have to let yourself be known. And that meant that all my relationships, you know, post-transition are based on letting myself be known. Being out is letting yourself be known. And it's surprising how much people will talk to you, want to talk to you so they can let themselves be known. And so just the whole quality of what my relationships are with other people is incredibly different because I'm no longer hesitating all the time. And I'm not dealing with an internal glitch all the time. I am not running as a beta program all the time, you know, with all this noise in the background. So yeah, every bit of my relationships with people is, are, everything is completely different on that level, and it, and it becomes very granular, very molecular. I don't like being in, in the role of a victim, or that I was hurt, or I was, you know, it was society's fault that I couldn't transition earlier. It was me. It was me, and it was me. When my parents have accepted, well, the fact is I never gave them the chance. I, I would say that the biggest things that I found in my transition, the defining words for it, are gratitude and connection. I think we've talked a lot about connection of this sort or that sort here. But gratitude is just grateful to know the people I know now. Just grateful for the chance to live myself as I am. I don't think that there's anything special about being trans, except that you find yourself surprised all the time. I think that there's nothing special about me. And I don't think there's anything special about you. I think you and I are both like anyone else, and I believe absolutely there is something special about you, and there is something special about me. Now, if you can hold those thoughts together, you're a human being. <laughs> and that's all I really want from people, is that we give each other a break. Eve Pillay lives on Bainbridge Island. She's also the co-founder of Rainbow Crew Northwest. We'll have a link in the show notes.
The Neighbor series was originally produced by the team that makes Soundside, on the air Mondays through Thursdays on KUOW at noon and 8 p.m., and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's story was produced by me. Soundside and KUOW Shorts are both productions of KUOW Puget Sound Public Radio. We're a proud member of the NPR Network. Subscribe to the KUOW Shorts feed for more short-run, locally-produced audio series. This series was produced for KOW Shorts by Brandy Fullwood and Jeannie Andel, with help from Hans Twight, Amelia Peacock, and Michaela Giannotti-Boyle. Brendan Sweeney is our Director of New Content and Innovation. Listen to more Neighbors stories by subscribing to KOW Shorts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sarah Lee Bubitz. Thanks for listening.